Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. With 60 seats, Belfast has the largest council in Northern Ireland. In this year's local elections, 120 candidates have been nominated to stand in the city's 10 electoral areas. In recent years, nationalists have made up the largest bloc on the council, but there have been big changes. The so-called Others, parties which don't describe themselves as unionist or nationalist, have become a major force and sometimes kingmakers on the council. Belfast spends in excess of £170 million of your money every year. So what happens on this council and how councillors choose to spend that money really matters. Andrew Madden has long been reporting on Belfast City Council and he joins me with his take on this year's local election. Andrew Madden, once again you're very welcome to the Bell Tale. Thank you for having me. Belfast City Council, Andrew, I mean, all of the councils here, they all have the same status. Mm. But let's look at the reality in terms of population, in terms of uh, budget. Mm. Belfast City Council is a big thing. In terms of the demographics and politics of Belfast, in many ways, it's a microcosm. Very much so, yeah. Uh, It's been a testbed for many policies. And clearly, there's a lot more media attention on Belfast City Council. For example, you know, the big outlets will always go to the Belfast City Council meetings. Of course, yeah. There's a lot of controversial politics. And not only that, but we've no Stormont. So the biggest thing we have is Belfast City Council. Mm -hmm. So that's why we have decided to look at it uh, before the local elections. In terms of the issues, what are the big issues on Belfast City Council? Well, I think they can come in two areas. There's the bread and butter issues, which are the same across most councils, you know, bin collections, street cleansing and things like that there. But then there's also issues that come to head in City Hall. Every year they're very controversial, you know, things like the 12th of July, you know, bonfires, um, funding issues, which a lot of the smaller parties feel like Sinn Féin and the DEP kind of, you know, hold the sway of power. And there's always the the mention of the term carve up when it comes to funding because of the strength that Sinn Féin and the DEP have in City Hall. Um, And as you say, it's also a test bed for for other policies, which, you know, before they might go into Stormont. but yeah, you've got the bread and butter issues and then the more the more kind of niche issues. Um, so, I mean, so what we're saying is, um, you know, for example, if they're discussing bilingual signage, yeah. you know, the media will be there, we'll cover that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and they also, in terms of community groups and festivals, 
Yeah. There's a lot of money involved oh, in that. there's a lot of money, yeah. And yeah. there's a lot of politics involved in how they divvy that up. Very much so, yeah. And there's also, they also fund buildings, physical buildings, which oh, yeah. community groups are housed in and centres. Yeah. So it is a very important um, political entity in Belfast and it's it's important. But as, as you say, yeah. they also look after the bins. Well, that's it. Yeah, of course. And then there's, you know, more controversial issues that have come up in recent months, such as, you know, the drug problem in the city. Um, that's been you know, one of the probably one of the most controversial issues in recent months. You know, there's been talk of, you know, a safe injecting centre in the city. Um, but yeah, but there's millions of pounds that flow through City Hall and a lot of it goes down to um, councillors, decision making, you know, in terms of even you look at things like planning. You know, I don't know, a few weeks ago there was rows over one of the biggest, which would potentially be the biggest um, student accommodation scheme in Northern Ireland um, and councillors initially actually rejected that. So there's a lot of big decisions that are made to have, you know, really big ramifications, you know, not for just for the city, but for Northern Ireland as a whole, really. Because if something happens to Belfast City Council, it kind of sets a template for other councils that could follow. And in terms of the wider politics, in terms mm-hmm. of the big politics, I'm looking at two pizzas here in front of me, <laughs> um, and two pie charts. And I'm looking at the, the vote shares in 2014 and the vote shares in 2019. Yeah. Now, if we look at 2014, we can see that uh, the largest single, I suppose, identity block on Belfast City Council was the nationalist block at yeah. 45%. And the unionists got there, they got a really nice slice of that pizza at 39%. And yeah. the others, they had to make do with that 17%. Yeah. But really, there was a fundamental change between then and 2019 yeah. because it's almost, it's well, it's not a third and a third and a third, but it's 27% for others, 33% of unionists for unionism and 40% of nationalism. And I know coming up to the election, some of the podcasts we've been doing, we've been... Um, I suppose not playing down the rise of the others, uh, 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 you know, and the uh, maybe looking at the at the wording around the performance of the Alliance Party, such as Surge, for example, mm-hmm. and maybe if you look in the west and the and the south of Northern Ireland, maybe it doesn't apply. But in Belfast, we really saw what we can describe as a surge. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I mean, the Alliance Party, you know, gained two seats. You know, they're up to like ten councillors now. That's only five behind the DUP. Um, the Sinn Féin are on 18 seats. And also the Greens had a very good election. You know, they went from one to four councillors and people for profit trebled. They had one, or sorry, uh, yeah, they won and went into three councillors. So it's very much so. I mean, the rise of Alliance and the others who people maybe get a bit disenfranchised with Sinn Féin and the DUP. Um, and the, the smaller parties may be able to capitalise on that. Um, you know, pointing towards you know, even pointing towards things in like the assembly and looking at, you know, the failures of, you know, the policies of some of the big parties or, or wh- where they've, um, they've failed to take action in certain areas. And the Greens, obviously, you know, people become more climate conscious, you know, when they're very much not into the, well, even though they're the Green Party, they're not into the Green and Orange politics. Um, and the same with Alliance, which has been, you know, shown in the last assembly election as well, you know. That pizza, we'll mm-hmm. definitely have a good look at that after this election mm-hmm. and to see where this other vote, because as we say, sometimes Belfast City Council uh, can, can be a trendsetter, etc. Yeah. And it, it could be, it could point to the to wider politics in the future. And perhaps for those, say, in Uri and Fermanagh, when they're listening to Belfast-based uh, po- uh, commentators talking about the rise of Alliance or whatever, and they don't really get it, well, there's there's the evidence for yeah. it. And we also saw big drops for some other parties. But we'll go, I suppose, we'll, we can look at specific uh, geographical locations in a second but 
let's just look at those identity blocks, if you like. Mm-hmm. So let's look, what do we think might happen in terms of nationalism? Well, it's, 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 it's very hard to tell because you know, the last council election, you know, 2019, four years ago, four years is a long time in politics, you know, and since then we've had an assembly election, we've had a pandemic, um, we've seen Sinn Féin become the largest party in the assembly. And at this time, you know, Sinn Féin are running, are running 25 candidates, you know, and they've got 18 seats at the minute. And, and there's, there's some district electoral areas where they're, they're running, you know, five or six candidates. Um, so they really are going for it and they seem to have, you know, a lot of hope. And what you have with Sinn Féin as well, you've got a lot of very able councillors that have been there for a long time um, and a lot of safe seats. So they've always got that kind of, you know, that bed of support they'll always stay there. So they're really just working towards kind of hoovering up those kind of, you know, on-the-fence voters or those seats where they narrowly missed out last time and getting another few ones. But you also have to temper that with, well, you can look at it as well, the performance of the SDLP because, you know, generally... The nationalists will either be an SDLP voter or perhaps, you know, a Sinn Féin voter. So if the trend continues, which is the SDLP losing support, you know, Sinn Féin could gain some from that there. The SDLP lost one seat last time. They had a bad assembly election. They've had one big um, councillor uh, left the party and is going to run as an independent. Um, and his vote alone would have actually got them two seats last time if they chose to run a second candidate. So it doesn't look good for the SDLP. Sinn Féin... Are, are very, very optimistic. Um, and the DP, I think, probably less so. But for Sinn Féin to return, I mean, in some areas, they absolutely dominate. 100%. And it takes an incredible uh, political machine, incredible amount of thought, incredible amount of organisation, mm-hmm. incredible about, uh, amount of working the register. That yeah. is, knowing your electorate exactly, and yeah. getting people out to vote. Uh, but they did vote. They, they also lost a seat in mm-hmm. 2019. They, did, yeah. they went from 19 to 18. The SDLP went from 7 to 6. Uh, but as you say, Paul McCusker... He's very well known. He was elected for the SDLP in Old Park in 2019. You see him a lot. He, he, if you don't know who he is, yeah. and people listening to Outside Belfast, he's the guy that does all the work with the... 100%. He does a lot of work at homelessness. He runs, you know, the local uh, food kitchen. Um, and he's, you know, he's very well known for being a tireless community, community activist. Um, and so for them to lose him, given the fact that they've only got six councillors at the... Well, not, yeah, they've only got five now, given he's left. But... um. Yeah, they know it's a massive loss for them and we just had to wait and see if he can make it over the line as an independent, but I would have to put my money on him because if you look at his performance back in 2019, um, as I say, he had enough votes to, you know, if SDLP um, ran another candidate beside him, they would have got two seats there. So now they'll be very worried there. Is there any indication why he's done this? I mean, he, for, well, he doesn't need the SDLP. Mm-hmm. We, we, that's what we're saying. We don't think, yeah. we think he'll get elected of, of, on the back exactly. of his own record, on the back of his own personality. Um, although, although, I mean, maybe a political party, maybe he, you know, maybe he will see it. Maybe there's a, an SDLP vote there. Maybe he's being naive in terms of the amount of work that a party do for you. But it does seem in his calculation, he thinks he'd be better off not being in a political party. Very much so. I think he was just kind of getting a bit, bit sick of party politics. And I think he thought it just wasn't delivering for the people. And he was able to think he would do more himself and go out in his own bat. And I think that may well be the case. Yeah. Having said that, having said that unlike every other council, mm-hmm. There are no independents or, or there was no independents elected last year. No, time. no, there wasn't. It's just strange. I mean, we have had independent councillors before, but it's always been the case where they've sat for one party and one under a party ticket and then they've left that party. And so they've, they've chosen to sit the rest of their term as an independent, like people like the controversial councillor Jolene Bunting. She was TUV. She had kicked out of the TV. She ran as an independent. We've had um, 
another SDLP councillor, he became an independent. But then what, once you take away that party machine behind him, they haven't done so well when it comes to the polls. This time around, we do have three independent councillors running. Um, but I think Paul McCusker is the only one of them that really stands a really good chance of, of gaining a seat. Another SDLP activist with a very strong profile is Paul Doherty. Again, someone who works yes, on social, so true, yeah. social issues. Yeah. And he's standing in Black Mountain. Mm-hmm. Now he is standing in the citadel of Sinn Féin. Six. I mean, there's six seats yeah. and they're running five candidates. Yeah, exactly. And we, we do expect, going on the previous record, they've every chance of getting those all in and taking an incredible amount of... Uh, and then you're up against a plethora of other people of other people who have a realistic chance of getting elected. So yeah. Paul Doherty, in competition there with Matt Collins mm-hmm. from, from People Before yeah. Profit. Um, uh, I noticed the IRSP are running a candidate for the first yeah, time exactly, in a long yeah. time. So, mm-hmm. so that he could be another possibility for the SDLP. Very much so. I mean, he's very well known in the city. Um, he runs uh, all the food banks. Um, he's got a good social media profile. He's well known in his area. But yeah, as you say, the Citadel of Sinn Féin, it's going to be a tough one um, for anyone um, other than Sinn Féin um, to, get that, to get that really, that, that last seat essentially is what it, they're looking for. And I suppose if anybody's uh, wondering why we're not you know, stressing Sinn Féin, it's because we, we do expect, what we're trying to say is we, we, we don't see any big change in no, terms of Sinn Féin. So, no. And what we're trying to do is, of course, we're trying to talk yeah, about where we think there exactly. might be changes and, so, yeah. and where the stories might be. But yeah, but that'll be, a, that'll be a tight race towards the end. But yeah. So let's look at unionism. Do you see anything happening in unionism? Uh, an interesting factor for me is that the TUV, they're a culture party. <laughs> That's it, yeah. And they're running five candidates um, whenever they don't have, well, they didn't have, don't have any any uh, councillors in Belfast, which is a strange one, but they've got they some candidates like Ron McDowell, who's fairly well known. Um, so they're really putting um, all their eggs in the basket and are trying to nip some of those seats off, off the DUP. And they may well do it. I mean, the only reason they didn't get more seats in the Assembly election campaign was just bad vote management. Um, crowded unionist field didn't help. But this time around in Belfast, they could pick up one or two seats. It's not beyond the realms of possibility. And the DUP, you know, they lost two seats last time. How do people, you know, stand with the, the current, uh, you know, the leadership in terms of the storm boycott? Are, are people just getting a bit fed up? So they'll be looking for those disaffected DUP voters. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count them out for getting to be one or two seats possibly. Yeah. And also you have to look at, you know, the, they're not going to, UP aren't going to, or the UP voters aren't going to be um, swung over to the TUV because uh, the last time around the UP had a terrible, terrible council election. They went from seven uh, seats to two and they were once upon a time the biggest party in City Hall and now they're, they're fighting for survival. Yeah. yeah, so we know in terms of unionism, we've seen that we, we don't expect any major revival for, for the Ulster Unionist Party. But one of the things that people are saying is that in terms of the DUP, they'll be looking at their direct competition in terms of it. Does it come from the TUV or does it come from the UUP? Because mm-hmm. obviously the UUP and the TUV have very, very different ideas on what to do regarding Stormont and the protocol. So, mm-hmm. I mean, is it going too far as to say that even at this level, if you know if the DUP really feel under pressure or if they feel that they've lost something to the TUV, that they may take that as an indication from their electorate to stand their ground on the, on the protocol, for example. They could, yeah, because as you say, you know, Belfast, it is a microcosm and without an assembly in place, people will be looking towards these council election results and comparing them to the assembly election results and trying to get an overall feel of the, the trajectory of the party. So I think this very much will say, some, will say something. You know, a lot of people said previously you don't really look too much into council election results, but I think this, this time, given the current political climate, things are a little bit different, yeah. 
Well, as we said, I mean, independents don't play a huge role no. in terms of Belfast city politics. And uh, again, because it's a city, some of some of the hyper local, I mean, every area has, has, has local issues, but I don't, I'm not sure if the, and obviously every area is in competition with other areas. Mm. Um, in terms of funding, and we do have class issues. I'm, I'm actually going to make my own point <laughs> in Belfast, of course, yeah. but in terms of uh, some of the wider rural uh, mm. council areas, you know, you have you have urban and rural and you have communities maybe very far apart and very different in yeah. terms of their needs. Um, but Alliance had a great day, great election last time. I mean, they, well, they only gained two councillors, but they, mm. they, they gained a lot of strength in terms of, of their vote. Oh, very much so, yeah. I mean, they, they ran out of Trevor campaign and during this last, you know, council term, um, they've seen some of their councillors being elected up to Stormont um, and they're very much, you know, front and centre um, they're on the doors. And we've got councillors like, you know, Michael Long, um, who's very much, you know, uh, in the media quite often and they're not afraid to um, ruffle a few feathers, uh, much to the chagrin of the DP and Sinn Féin on occasion. But yeah, and looking at the obviously the trajectory on the assembly election as well, you know, will that that alliance surge? Will it continue? And I think a lot of the pointers would say yes, it will. You know, this time around they're they're running sixteen candidates, got ten seats at the minute. Um, so you could see them getting two, three, even four seats in a row. Greens obviously they also did very well. Um, no, it's 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 perhaps it's one of the battles which maybe people don't see, but we certainly feel in the media and we certainly see in ter- here uh, is that Alliance and the Greens they're working the same they're working for the same voters and Pretty they're in direct so, yeah. competition. So so it may be it may be there may be some real political battles going on, especially under those leafy trees on, on certain <laughs> on certain avenues in Belfast. No, very much so. I mean, you had to remember as well, the Greens had a terrible assembly election. They lost, you know, all their, was it, their two MLAs. But now that what it's meant is their leader sits in City Hall in the form of Mal O'Hara. Um, and they're running, you know, they've got four seats at the minute. They're on 10 candidates. Um, and they have a really good chance. And it will be neck and neck in, you know, in many areas. You've got, you know, places like, let's have a look here actually, at uh, different wards. Yeah, and places like, uh, you know, in Balmoral and Botanic, there'll be some tight races there and they're very crowded fields. I mean, in some areas they've got, you know, overall there's maybe 13 candidates running. Um, but you have to remember, this is a council election as well, so the votes could swing by 20, 30 votes, you know, get you a seat or an edge over. But as you say, they're talking about the same kind of voting base there. The people are fed up with growing needs poli- uh, green and orange politics. Um, um, you know, those so-called on-the-fence voters, people that are into, into environmental issues and whatnot. But the Greens have had a good show on this this uh, council term. Um, they put forward some really good policies. They were the ones that were behind the motion on the overdose prevention facility. Um, so, yeah, it, it'll be an interesting one. And you, you can't see them losing any seats, really. It's just really how many can, how many can they gain? People before profit mm-hmm. had a good election the last time out. Uh, I mean, they went from one councillor to three councillors. Mm-hmm. Um, those councillors, some of them have a very high profile. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of Fiona Ferguson. She's a great high profile. She features on the BBC quite a bit. Yeah, she does. Uh, yeah. Normally, not that often on council issues, on international issues mm-hmm. in terms of Palestine. Yeah, you know, and yeah. she's very articulate. Um, and she's standing again, for example, uh, for people before profit, but. Could she perhaps be in a slight bit of bother? Because some of the polls lately, and they they didn't, they weren't, there's a lot of caveats there because we can't directly apply them to 
local government elections, but people before profits support hasn't always seemed to be hard. No, but see, it's a tricky one. I mean, people before profit, they're, they've always been known as a kind of a protest party. Um, you know, they're trying to look for, um, you know, disaffected Sinn Féin voters, those working class voters, you know, they're, they'll be the ones that always show up at a picket line. Um, and as you say, uh, Fiona Ferguson, um, she's a good orator. Um, she's in the media quite often. Um, she, you know, she played a, a big role in the party election broadcast. But it also should be remembered that last time around in 2019 in the Old Park Road Board, which has some great candidates there, um, a good mixture. She only came in, she got the last seat. Um, and if it wasn't for the SDLP only running one candidate, she probably would have lost out. And if the DUP's candidate had gotten a wee bit of a more push, she would have got that last seat as well. So it could be a tricky one. Um, but I would put my money on her probably holding the seat, but it'll be very close. So I think because Old Park is one of those wards where it really goes down neck and neck. Interestingly, Andrew, the PUP in the last election, they returned two Candidates. Yeah. One of them was Dr. John Kyle. He 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 then left the party, went to the UUP. Yep. He's not standing now, and nope. the PUP aren't couldn't find a candidate. Yes. Yeah, so last time around, you know, they had two seats, and they had the party leader Billy Hutchison and Dr. John Kyle. Then Dr. John Kyle shipped over to the UUP when it came under the leadership of Doug Beatty. Um, John Kyle was a very well thought of councillor. Um, you know, he's GP, um, good community worker, um, very kind of diplomatic. And now, the, yeah, the PEP just haven't been able to, or just don't believe they can get another seat. So they're only running one candidate. Um, so Billy Hutchins is run again. So the PEP, uh, yeah, just one seat. That's what they're going for. I think Billy Hutchinson will remain that seat, but it, it just shows you um, just the decline of the PEP, you know, from the heady days of the of the Good Friday Agreement when they were on David Irvine, one of the, one of the strongest voices around that time. And now look at them with only one seat, but we'll see. I noticed there are two IRSP candidates. Uh, yeah. Now, the IRSP in West Belfast during the Assembly election actually got 2.5% of the yeah. vote, which was 1,103 first preference votes. Now, that's in the entirety of West Belfast. Yeah. But that, if you could squeeze that into if one area. If you squeeze that into one area, it's not bad because you, if you look at the, the council the council election, to be a successful candidate, you can get across the line with about you know 1,300, 1,400 votes. So if they were able to replicate that um, performance um, in one ward for one candidate and give it a wee slight bump, they could get a seat. Um, you know, stranger things have happened. Um, but again, they'll be looking for, you know, disaffected Sinn Féin voters. Um, and then there's also, like, the Workers' Party as well, who run five candidates, which is a strange one. Uh, I don't know if they know something I don't know, but uh, I can't really see them making much crime with that. But you don't know. Yeah, well, the, is, the Workers' yeah. Party, they, they, they've been trying. They've been trying. They've been they, trying for years. They've been trying for God years. I mean, trier, so yeah. God loves a trier, yeah. as, as you say, mm-hmm. and you don't know. But those seats, and, and, and those seats, and those could become, down, those could be a couple of hundred votes. 100%. But it's where they Not transfer even a couple, to. a couple of dozen votes, even in some cases, a good down to, yeah. And it's about transfers. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. So, 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 uh, these, this, that's the nature of the vote. So, the, yeah. the, the it's probably a good idea not to get effectively elected twice. Exactly. But, but yeah. even people putting their name out there and their party's name out there, those votes can go back into the mix in first, second, third preferences, and that can affect. That exactly. Can affect yeah. the, the and election. then you would also have people that maybe you know, as a protest vote, they'll be like, "Oh, I'll give it to this radical candidate here because I'm sick of these big parties," and they'll put that down as number one. Um, and you know, it can add up. You know, with enough transfers, enough protest votes, um, and enough of your, you know, your your neighbourly base, you could get a seat. Andrew Madden, thank you very much once again for joining us here in the studio. Thank you.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.